Welcome back to the Money Clip Podcast. Today we have two special guests, the co-founders of Knowledge as a Service. Robert uh, is going to co-founder and CVO. And we also have BW, COO, CO of Knowledge as a Service. How are you all doing today? Rock on, man. Awesome. Can't, we're so excited to be on your show. Yeah, I appreciate you all coming on. I know we got kind of connected through 10 and you all are raising right now on the WeFunder platform, really just crushing it. I'm really excited to hear about what you guys have to offer to the community and really learn more about what micro learning is. Can you kind of walk me through that? Yeah, cool. Yeah, for sure. Oh, Robbie, yeah, go ahead, man. Go ahead. You're the, you're the CVO, Chief Vision Officer. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> well, micro learning has been uh, around in some ways for you know forever, but it's really taken off with the mobile devices in the last 10 to 15 years. And we have a particular way of doing micro learning. So micro learning is what it sounds like. It's bite-sized pieces of learning. Uh, and we have a particular way of going about it that I can tell you about. All right. Awesome. So I know when I think about companies I want to invest in, I like to hear numbers. You know, Mark Cuban said sales heals all. So can we talk about sales? I think you all are averaging 320,000 um, annual rate incurred revenue up to planning 1 million and possibly five to six exiting next year. Can I talk about your pipeline? What's going on with that? Yeah, definitely. And, and allow me to clarify because this is uh, I get excited about numbers, too. So I totally agree. First of all, I just want you to know something. We're talking about disruptive technology. I just want to make that clear. We're disrupting the learning industry. We're fixing it, okay, because it's broke. So we started this year. Last year really didn't count because of the pandemic, but we filled up the pipe, starting to execute this year on it. We started the $300,000 pipeline at the beginning of the year. Now we're at about a little over a million in pipeline. Uh, We're projecting three and a half million by the end of the year because we're, we're hiring more people to take down the pipe and drive pipe as well. This year, revenue has been about 320000 so far. So if you average that each month, somewhere around 40000 but that's not how it actually rolls down. But 320 so far, we're projecting eight fifty, maybe a million this year in revenue. It's a great year for us. We're, we're kind of like on that Mario Kart where you hit that boom, like you zoom. That's kind of how it feels right now here. That's excellent, man. I love to hear it. And what's really interesting, you guys are only raising at a $10 million valuation, uh, 50 cents a share. Um, so they're actually getting a price round, which is really excellent for all the WeFunder investors. I use WeFunder quite often in Republic, so I'm really excited to learn more about Jewel's company. So kind of walk me through, like, I love to hear about stories, like where the passion comes from. Can you have like a personal testimony as like what made you want to get started with like micro learning itself? You know, man, if you don't mind drama, if your people don't, if it's good, well, we'll get to it. You know, Robert, Robert has a very personal story of why we're doing this and I'm all in it too. It's, it's pretty big. Robert, please, if you're willing to share it, man. Yeah, of course. I mean, it, it's uh, it's it's interesting you say it that way because it does start with a personal tragedy in my life. And sometimes, you know, you go through life and you don't want to share your personal tragedies. But but they, I've come to realize at this point that it's shaped everything that I do. And what BW's I think rightly called a disruptive technology, where we are we are we are absolutely fixing something that's been broken for generations. It's time for me to share it. So what what happened is uh, I was growing up with my older and my younger brothers, Tommy and Michael. And both of them suffered from very serious mental illnesses. And within a few years of each other, both took their own lives. So I was left without brothers and I'm reorienting myself, right? I mean, it's just a really big thing for a kid to go through. And then as a young man, without my wingman, uh, I'm thinking, how, how, how did this happen? How did I get in this position? And what can I do about it? Well, not being a doctor or a psychiatrist or psychologist, not being a therapist of any sort, I just wanted to know what, what does it take for a human being to take on a behavior? Some kind of behavior that maybe could make your life workable regardless of your hardwire. And that brought me of all places to Hollywood, which is where I met BW. 
BW and I met in Hollywood, both of us wanting to create stories through movies and television that would be uplifting, that would be something aspirational, that might have somebody look to that story and be touched in a way that they're like, I want to take on that kind of behavior. I want to live that kind of life, right? But what we found when we were there was that the whole industry is run by advertising. And advertising has a really interesting way of telling a story. It does it in oh, micro yeah. doses, right? Little bite-sized pieces, like when you're not even paying attention, it's happening on the in-between moments of your day. And you never have to take any time away from your day in order to get branding, right? But that, it turns out, is how the brain works, is that it takes branding, bite-sized pieces, one thing at a time. You know, we're having a conversation right now, right? And so I'm, I'm picking up some things right now, and I'm losing most of it. But then one or two things stick with me. So you need a lot of repetition. Well, BW took and I took that, that model, call it the advertising technique, right? And we put it into the learning sciences. We went through years of clinical trials, like little, literally randomized control trials with the federal government, national labs and universities. Listen, man, I, I, I didn't have gray hair. I didn't used to have gray hair. Back before we did the clinical <laughs> trials, I had nice beautiful hair <laughs> yeah no 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 we got we got pulled right you know through like being lab it being in the lab and the lab rats that we were is like how can we get this thing to actually work and wouldn't you know just using simple micro learning mapping as we call it and a and a play pattern because it uses gamification too it's like you use game-based uh, incentives to keep people coming back to the info over and over and over again and when we we came out of those trials having had a few million dollars of grant money that had been thrown our way, we built a business model around it. And then Fortune, a Fortune 50 company, a giant tech company stepped in. And now since then, we've built this knowledge as a service business around it. Clone tech companies are now coming in to do this at the Fortune 100 level. And we're like, this is a business model, man. We're gonna fix this gap between learning over here when people come out of a training course and they forget everything, because they hated taking the course in the first place anyway. And then they're expected to go perform out on the front lines and it has absolutely nothing to do with that training. So we have, are sitting here in the gap with this new technology that I'll tell you a little bit more about, but, but I'll kind of bring it back around as to how this served my, my personal tragedy is that we finally brought this technology around to health and wellness. You know, I mean, you know, we've got a direct channel to sales enablement we're doing with tech companies and we're working with big consultancies, but we just landed with a great company called Community Medical Services using our technology to help opioid addiction recovery, two-year treatment cycles, using the technology through a mobile app so that people who are going through this treatment can build better habits, take on behaviors that make their life work no matter how they're wired. You know, Raymond, this is the first time we've shared that. You're, we haven't shared it with WeFunder yet, man. You're the first, you're, you and your audience first to know on that one. Yeah, no, it's definitely a very, uh, you know, touching and inspiring story. You know, and that's why I love crowdfunding. Um, mm -hmm. Being a part of the community where you get to hear different perspectives and different stories and kind of apply it to yourself and apply it to your life, right? And being an angel investor, you know, for three to three to four years now, I had a lot of conversation with a lot of people. Um, and it's, to me, it's, it resonates with me to hear people talk about, you know, some type of heartache they might experience that really gave them the motivation and dedication to create something special. Um, and that's why I'm really excited to have you all here today on the podcast. 
Um, it's 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 really there's a massive use case to which you all are offering, right? And I talk about it all the time about like what is my investment theory or my investment strategy. And when I hear from founders who understand a problem, who when a problem is personal to them, um, and they can offer value uh, by solving that problem, I think uh, in the long term those type of companies are the ones to be successful. I, I agree with that. If they're sustained, if they're really solving a problem, absolutely, and they keep innovating to stay with the current technologies and learning from the audience and learning from customers. I, I agree with that, man. That's great. Yeah. So sometimes what you'll hear is, you know, when we're going back to crowdfunding, right? People say, oh, well, why didn't you go the VC route? So can you kind of tell me what made you want to choose the crowd as opposed to you know, that one guy with the large check? It's, so, it's such a great question. Look here. So going to the crowd, it, it obviously is going to generate marketing as well, meaning that customers can come in. So it's a very smart strategy, not just for investors, but these investors are business owners, they're employees that want this problem solved. They're going to go tell their boss. So we figured, you know what, double down and have that dollar actually be worth three because it can bring forth potential customers. But more than that, Raymond, we found in crowdfunding, it, it fixes capitalism. That's their, that's their long line. We're here to fix learning. And so if we can bring the power to the people, meaning employees, I think it just fits right in line with what we're all about. It's a, it's kind of a mission-based effort. Our colors have to match or else we're not really going to have all the power we think we can have with this thing. So the crowd has power. And not only that, the new law that lets, you know, lets us go up to 5 million is, is freaking awesome. So we want to take advantage of what the government allows for. I mean, look, Big Gov is there. They just, you know, they let us go up to five. We're going to, we're going to take that, but that just means more people, more crowd and more potential customers more people we can listen to and get feedback. We just talked about that. You're giving us feedback today. Your people may give us feedback today. That You don't get that when you get a big check writer. You get a big check writer who has one way, one thing, and that, and you're kind of stuck with that, man. I'm not interested in that. Right, right. How about you, Rob? I think you wanted to say something. I was kind of seeing you. I was seeing you. <laughs> well, I was seeing that, uh, I mean, the way BW is talking about it is he's really passionate about crowdfunding and he's been spreading the word about it. Uh, it I see that it also democratizes investing like it makes it available for everybody instead of it being that thing i got to go reach to or i'll never get to right and 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 there is a direct comparison to what we do with our learning if you think about how learning goes right now everybody's at some point been a victim of corporate training and you know you, you, hey how was your training you roll your eyes you're like oh my god no one likes it right but it's it's because you actually don't think that your organization has any idea how to train. And, and who's to wonder? I mean, like you, you, you take a, an e-learning course, you're trying to cheat your way through so you can go get a snack. You're, you're, uh, you know, you're sitting in class and you're trying to stay awake. You know? it's, that makes you feel like the company you work for has no idea how to empower you. So guess what that does? That has you think that you gotta just go survive. You gotta figure it out yourself. When you do it the way we're doing it, it democratizes it. It makes it available to everybody to actually empower themselves with learning day to day on the in-between moments. It's actually a, something we call performance support. So if we could yeah. probably flip the whole terminology, just take the word learning out of it because it's been such a corrupted word. Performance, performance support. And you know, man, I got to tell you, Ray, I, I got to tell you, so I just gotta add to that. I haven't shared this with anybody. I don't think. I first time we'll do it on, the, on your show. Uh, I, I came from, from poverty. My parents consummated me in a trailer park. All right. I'm from Kansas, the Midwest, and I'm connected to the crowd, I feel, because my parents had some breaks in their life where they, you know, they got out of that trailer park and they became entrepreneurs, became successful. 
And when I look around my city of Wichita and I think, look, if I can give them a piece of, of this action, they could maybe make five, 10 times their money and it means something to them. It moves the needle for them, right? It's not moving the needle for the big check rider way up here. What's they gonna do, buy another yacht? That's great for them, but where is it impacting people? That's what I care about. So to really answer your question, I feel a connection to the crowd. I mean, that's a, that's a fuller answer, I think. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. And I definitely understand that. You know, when I was kind of growing up and I was trying to figure out, I was actually, I was an undergrad and I was trying to figure out what was the most um, lucrative asset class. Um, and you either had crypto or you had angel investing. And I was searching, trying to figure out how can I angel invest? And they're like, oh, well, you have to have a million dollars and all these. Yes, different man. Things. And then I was like, oh, the Jobs Act. The Jobs Act, <laughs> yes. right? Yes. And I was like, crowdfunding. I was like, what is that? Right. And after I found out what it was, I just went all in, you know. Absolutely. And so it's, it's really great to hear, you know, founders doing something really amazing uh, in, in the learning space that really cares about uh, sh sharing the wealth. Right. Um, that's that's really, very important. So one of the things I like to ask founders is like, you know, what's the vision? You know, what's the you know, short term or midterm goal that you all have for the community here? What's like, what do you want to do? What do you want people to learn um, about your company, about your business? And how do you want to change the world? Yeah. Um, and you know, Robert, Robert, yeah, you probably got first two on different that, angles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we'll both answer that because BW's got one way he wants to go that. I mean, they we have parallel paths here, of course. But I'll, I'll tell you from the product side, I've got a, I've got a near-term goal and then I've got kind of a galactic goal let's call it that so the near-term goal is we are currently flipping the model of HR and training on its head so now it becomes a performance driver in the organization right now it's like as the way it is organizations just throw a bunch of money at it and it's a cost sunk it's sunk cost you know it's a, a pit because there's no way to, to attribute performance to the learning. So you have no idea if any of your money is getting an ROI for you or an ROL, return on learning. You have no idea. So now we're turning that around and making the whole model for companies a performance driver and you can measure exactly whether or not your learning is effective. So that's the near-term goal. We're already seeing the dividends from that. That's why the big Fortune 50s, Fortune 100s are picking us up because they see that need. But the galactic goal? Uh-oh. Yeah, one look at you know, if I could have, if I could have, if I could know that I was at the source of providing a technology and approach where every human being had access to whatever it is they wanted to learn and to become that because they actually can digest it. It's not like, oh my gosh, I got to take some two year, five year course, but they could digest it in the course of their day. The way the brain actually works, that is empowering people to command their own destiny that's it man that's powerful hey look my, mine is mine is not so big like that <laughs> but it's but it's actually pretty big <laughs> oh it so, is too <laughs> well i'll tell you what here's the deal raymond churches you're 10 you give to the church okay we know we know about that we know that businesses give a percentage to their to the 100 profits or whatever to to a non-profit or something like that bottom line one percent to this donation i want to make it to where I, i'd love to see a world where Businesses are putting one to two percent toward startups, toward a fund that hmm. can be a fund that's owned by the people and businesses and create a fund and have a hyper local crowdfunding that actually goes toward local businesses because that's what's creating jobs. That's what's innovating cities, man. So our business, we want to do that. We want to give a percent of our profits to this new startup community, entrepreneurialism. That's the only way we're going to remain leaders, man. That's the only way. Yeah, I agree. So 
you know, to kind of wrap things up, I mean, you guys touched on so much great high-level information, you know, why you were inspired, how much revenue you're making, the platform you're using, we funded to raise funds through a crowdfunding platform for the community, um, and the vision that you all have, which are all very um, impressive things that people should know and understand before they invest into a company. You know, um, I definitely feel like I'm inspired, you know, to definitely take another deeper look into your company uh, and possibly make an investment, you know, um, I make a lot of investments on WeFunder uh, and uh, they have a lot of, a lot of good companies there. So well, the last question I would say is, you know, what, what would you like the community to really learn, you know, from our conversation today that will really, you know, help compel them to learn more about your company and start the mission and the drive toward that? Well, I got to say for me, it's go to the WeFunder site and look at the top video on, on the role play video and look to the site and understand what the deal is and what problem we're solving and just more about us. But really the ROI is in the journey at this level. This is really about being part of something that can make a big difference. And it takes the crowd to really do this. And so if you can power up with us, you got our full commitment to make it happen. We're making it happen already. Robert didn't tell you about a government deal we had that's gonna be saving firefighters lives. There's so much activity going on. We wanna share it with you, but the ROI is in the journey at this level of crowd. Power up with us and let's have a conversation daily because that's the that's the mode we're in yeah and i would say uh to there's not much to add to that that's that's absolutely the message but i i will say i think we're part of a movement all of us your listeners you raymond we're, we're part of a movement right now that is uh, giving access to creating new leaders new businesses new models and uh, advancing civilization while actually making, being able to command your own financial destiny, you know, you know, making money for yourself and your family in a way that just wasn't accessible to us before. I think it's something to be proud of. And we want to keep, you know, in those moments when you're wondering, oh, should I invest in this company or that? Just remember the bigger picture. We are part of a movement. Yeah. Well, thank you, Robert. Thank you, B, uh, BW. I really appreciate that. So for all the listeners, uh, in the podcast description, I'll go ahead and drop the link to their WeFunder um, campaign. You can go ahead and check it out. And thank you all again. I wish you all the most success in your campaign. Thank you, man.